Welcome back to the Kung Fu Equation. I'm Justin Flinner. I'm here with Jose Johnson, and we are ready for our next episode. But before we begin, just a reminder that if you hear that sound in the middle of the podcast, to send us a message within 24 hours, send us a timestamp, and we will invite you on to our show. We will invite you to ask us any question. If you prefer to not be on the show, you're welcome to email, email us that question or put it in the comments feed wherever you find us. Uh, you'll find it on My Metro Medicine first, so that's the place where you should look. And our topic for today is stillness in motion. And as usual, I'm going to pass the ball to Jose to get us started. So Jose, this phrase, this uh, thing we commonly say when we're practicing martial arts, but I think I hear a lot of people use it now even more in uh, oriental medicine now that I'm in that field. So stillness in motion, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, we use it in Tai Chi a lot. Uh, that, that's kind of one of the standard ones. But yeah, you, you find it actually in a lot of different uh, Chinese philosophical concepts, like um, uh, ideas that are referred to like in the, the Tao Te Ching and things like that. And so it's kind of like a dichotomy, you know, in that, uh, you know, when something appears still on the outside there's motion there should be motion inside so the, so nothing is, is purely static so it's an expression of the the yin yang concept and the yin yang concept of the tai chi concept is uh, a fundamental fundamental way of explaining how life works so uh, you know when we when we look at um our practice you know whether it be a physical practice or a medical practice or just you know life practices um when we think about somebody that has that, that super high level skill, that, that, that killer Kung Fu that we're trying to help people out with, uh -huh. uh, there's, right. a, there's a level of stillness on the outside, right? Because it doesn't look like they're working that hard. You know, it looks, it looks so easy, but you know, inside there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Uh, there's a lot of motion that's going on. There's, there's energy, there's intention, there's blood, there's, there's oxygen. So, uh, even something that, that looks so calm and peaceful on the surface, there can be a lot of stuff going on on the inside. Yeah, so the stillness in movement or stillness in motion, I mean, the opposite, obviously, is motion in stillness. So right. we have to have both sides of the equation. We have to have each of these. Uh, and I think, as you mentioned, in terms of using it in martial arts practice, we need to understand that inside of us, if we have a lot of extraneous movement so we're always moving but we need to maintain a certain level of calm yeah. if you will so stillness and movement try to stay relaxed stay calm stay focused all the while continuing the actions that we're performing so yeah. practicing one form is much easier than say getting up into a ring with another fighter uh, and trying to maintain all of those aspects but still trying to win the fight so to speak yeah, so I guess I, I did come from it from the from the back door there <laughs> to start out with, but yeah, it, it's the it's the uh, you know when you're you know they say like you know when you, when you're moving, uh, there should be that that calm that focus. Uh, so you can you can be moving exceptionally fast, but your mind is exceptionally calm. Uh, but when there you're you go. when you're uh, when you're still. You know, even when you're still, there's, you know, you're, you're thinking, you're, you're focusing, you're planning the next event, you're preparing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the yin yang. So you can't have one without the other. And I think sometimes that, that's, you know, yeah, you know, I, I was just actually thinking about that today in preparation for, for this episode. 
and saying, you know, hey, there's um, there's a lot of times when we're really, really busy. You know, you you know that I know that because we're both running around. Right, right. You know, we have so many projects going on. We have so many things that we're doing in our lives, and if you're doing a million things but you're able to do it from a point of stillness from from like a focal point like the, the one thing that doesn't change in my life i always call, I refer to these as golden threads so if i can find that one thing that connects everything then that becomes like my my foundation point so i can do that's right a hundred things so that's the outward motion but there's a stillness because i'm just i'm, I'm standing on one foundation uh, it's when we're doing a hundred different things and our minds are going a hundred different ways and our bodies are going a hundred different ways and we don't have any level of continuity, then that's motion in motion, which is chaos. Right? So yeah, exactly. You know, so you can you got to do when you're moving, you got to have a level of you know foundation. And when you're still, like when you're resting, even when I'm resting, you know, I understand that there's motion, you know, I'm, I'm preparing for the next phase in my life or I'm preparing for the next action I got to do. Or even if it's just me resting and recuperating, there's still motion, you know, there's still the blood flowing, there's still the, the, the energy flowing, there's still everything right. working inside of me. So I've got to sometimes stop my external so my internal can move more. So, yeah, it, it, and I'm sure it's... Yeah, as, in these aspects... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say no. I'm sure that you know your experience as a as a, a, a doctor now, you know, as a as an acupuncturist and a, a, a oriental medicine doctor, that that's a huge part of of what you're looking at in terms of uh, of people's overall health. Well, yeah, it is, and you mentioned yin and yang, and that's the perfect way to analyze it because if you have just stillness, then you have a little bit too much yin or an extreme amount of yin. If you have just movement, then you have too much yang. Eventually, you'll either burn yourself out one way or the other, and that's two different representations in an individual. So we want to have a balance between one side and the other, and I think that's a, a good place to sort of tie it in together with just anyone who's listening in their daily lives. The phrases that I hear on a regular basis are, well, there's a crisis today. Every day you I mean, come into work and people are saying, oh, what's the crisis today? Or what's the problem today? What's the issue that we have to solve today? We're focusing on one side of the equation and it's coming down to, can you have a calm mind even in the presence of working like crazy? Can you stay focused? People use crisis as one way to describe their working situation, but they also will say, if I ask them, hey, how are you doing today? And they respond by saying, well, I'm surviving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're hanging on by a thread? Right. I mean, you got a job, you got a family, you got a house, you got a car. I'd say you're doing pretty well, my friend. So this concept of there's always disaster ahead. There's always something in the wake that we don't yet know how to handle is really too much of an extreme. So can you maintain a level of calmness and avoid what some people might call stress or anxiety or these symptoms or labels that we put on a certain set of symptoms and try to stay somewhere in the middle, try to stay balanced, have just enough stillness, have just enough movement uh, so that we can, you know, stay balanced, stay focused, stay in control, because that's essentially what I believe this phrase points to is how well in control are you? Yeah. Yeah, you know, when when we um, think about, you know, if we, if we take everything back to the, the martial arts perspective, 
Um, you know, we, we have, and, you know, of course, you know, me, I'm always going to tie it in with something, you know, goofy. So we think about uh, if you, if we relate martial arts and, and our basic uh, nervous system, right? So we have our, our sympathetic nervous system and our parasympathetic nervous system, right? So the sympathetic nervous system, that's, you know, that's our fight or flight mechanism. So um, right. that's going to drive us to action. Um, parasympathetic, that's our, you know, rest and digest. It's going to chill us out a little bit. What you want to do if you're, uh, you know, if you're a martial artist is you actually want, you know, you, you know generally if you're, you know, like say if you're in a, a, a fight or uh, you're, you're sparring or, you know, doing something like that, you're automatically going to be somewhat into the sympathetic nervous system, right? So there's going to be that, that activity, the adrenaline rushes and things like that. But what you want to do with your opponent is you want to get them to an extreme in that that SNS system. So you either want to get them super, right. super into the fight mode, which, you know, you think, well, why would you want somebody in the fight mode? Well, you want to engage their emotions to the point where their emotions are taking over. So you want to, you know, really piss somebody off so that they start to lose control. Right. So that's motion and motion. That's, yeah. And, or you want that's to get a great them, point. or you want to get them to the extreme of the flight, which is you want them to start to freeze up. Right. So if they become more and more engaged in that, they, they freeze up and that stillness and stillness, then, you know, you can take advantage of that. And you do you do a lot of work with push hands, Jose, and this is certainly applicable in this situation. The moment you create a little tension in one part of the body, obviously, the person who's doing that, uh, creating the tension has uh, they're, they're at risk. Exactly. And then you have helped them generate that. And then you go directly to another location. Then immediately they're off balance. Exactly. So in push hands, I think this is directly relatable. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when, when people start to get more and more aggressive, you know, the, the, the harder and the faster they try to push, then it's very easy actually to uproot them if you can stay calm. So that's where you have to mm -hmm. have that stillness in your motion. You have to have your mind very, very calm and settled so that you can, you know, you can redirect energy and you can, you know, maintain your stability. And, uh, you know, so, or you want them to just, you know, start getting freaked out and, you know, then it's very easy to move them because they basically are running away from oh, yeah. you. Yeah, that's the easiest thing. So then it comes down to another thing like rooting and that might be another topic that we talk about in the future mm -hmm. uh, so trying to maintain your connection which is similar to the stillness aspect trying to relax your body relax your mind but while still maintaining control now to take it to another level because this just popped into my head i can see this going directly into the field of business say trying to com compete with other businesses and putting in a better offer that puts other companies off balance and you know that your offer stands and then maybe you can adjust it a little bit near the end of the game when other people have backed out and then you're the one with the winning opportunity. Yeah. So taking advantage of that is, I, I think we can apply this phrase into an area such as that business. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean that stillness, I, I think to me stillness, whenever I hear that phrase, I'm always thinking about the, the level of the focus and intention of the mind. 
So, right. You know, because there, you know, there is no absolute. I mean, that's the one thing that, that you certainly do learn uh, in life in general, but that's a big part of, um, you know, Eastern uh, Asian cultures, you know, Chinese culture. It's a big thing, you know, the philosophies, um, that there are no absolutes. That's what yin and yang is about. It's all a matter of perspective. So when your mind is still, that doesn't mean it's stuck. It just means that it's not moving in right. an unnecessary fashion. Right? It's just, yeah, that's a common misconception. Yeah, it's just it's kind of it's kind of where it needs to be. And when I think about that that phrase, to me, uh, I, I envision like when there is a crisis, like you were talking about earlier, the the person that you want in command, whether it's you know in the business uh, when when something goes sideways or. You know, if your your house catches on fire or something like that, the person that you want in command and the person that will be in command is not the one who's freaking out. It's the one that's able to stay calm in the that's midst right. of the chaos. To be able to say, right, do and, this, do this, and to take it a step further, it's not just staying calm, but also having the knowledge of what to do while you're calm. Yep. Yeah, so it, it's the be, you know being able to say, hey, you do this, you do this, hey, please, you know, go pick that up, take it outside, you know, you go here, and to be able to call, yeah, exactly, you know, focus and and tell people what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, when it needs to be done, in a non-reactive way, as opposed to the person who's freaking out and yelling and screaming and you know, it can't get anything done because their mind is is not grounded, their emotions are not grounded, and their actions aren't grounded. So you've got everything is you know like you're saying before like everything is in a yang state so there's no yin to balance it out the yin person would be the person who's stuck in the corner afraid to move afraid to do anything you know so you've got to find that right balance When it moves into that extreme uh, state of yang, for example, then we have something that we call collapse in uh, oriental medicine. So it's like if you get so worked up or even in such a state of joy, like you won the lottery, you won $500 billion, and then all of a sudden you, you pass out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you pass out from the excitement. Right. So that's an extreme state of yang and the same is true even in like a disastrous situation where there's an extreme state and people just pass out because they don't know what to do they're in such a state of shock for example the shock is one of the emotions in oriental medicine that directly affects the heart and that can cause a person to lose consciousness so in um coming back to the phrase stillness and motion motion and stillness we really need to understand that there has to be a balance and if we apply it again back to push hands and tai chi you can be really good at being still at being calm but if you don't have the knowledge on what to do while you're calm then you're just sort of sitting there letting the other person person push you around right so we have to build our skill set in order to understand what it means to move while you're still not just practice being still so we should practice both sides we should practice being calm, calming our mind, uh, so that if there is a situation like a house fire, that we know exactly uh, how to keep everybody else calm, but also where are the exits, where are the fire extinguishers, who do we call, what do we do first, what should we check on, where should we go, where should we meet if we can't be all together. These are a lot of the things that uh, we should 
uh, be thinking about, but you said earlier reaction. So this is something that I talk about quite a bit, reaction versus a response. So what's the difference between the two? And most people, when I ask the question, they have a difficult time trying to describe uh, the, the relationship that these two words have. And my understanding and my experience with the two is a response is nothing more than a trained and repeated reaction. You keep experiencing it or you keep putting yourself in the situation so that you learn to control it. And then it becomes something that you can observe happening in the moment. And then all of a sudden, you know what to do. Not just know how to be, you know how to be and know what to do. So your response is essentially a controlled or trained reaction. Yeah, the way I've always thought the, the, the difference between those two would be um, a reaction is reflexive. So right. you have no control over it. It's just, you know, it's it's it like in in situational things, it's usually an emotional reaction, um, as opposed to a response, which would be uh, something that is thought out, uh, that has structure, that has intention, that has um, has meaning. Uh, you know, so uh, to react would just be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Uh, or, you know, to get right. you know, angry or things like that. To, you know, if somebody says something to you, you know, then a response would be, you know, to, to kind of think and say, you know, hey, well, this is this is what we need to do. And, and, and it does take a level of knowledge and understanding and experience. Uh, the, the, the better the response, you know, good response is going to be based upon having the skill set, the knowledge set to be able to come up with an appropriate uh, a, a appropriate action or statement to fit the needs of that situation as opposed to just you know flying off the handle or breaking into tears or something like that yeah that, that's exactly right so i think in this in this uh at this point what are some things that we could advise our listeners to do whenever they feel so if we stay with the emotional reaction so to speak so i'm in the presence of someone i know is going to make me upset or maybe i'm not so comfortable with and if they are going to talk about this particular topic it's going to trigger me and i'm going to get super upset inside and i might say something that i'm going to regret or i might burst into tears so what are some things that you recommend that help people to remember to be still when there's motion or vice versa well it's like i said earlier you know it's like kind of having the one thing to stand on and that's where concepts like mindfulness come in. Um, and one of the, the easiest things to do is just to focus on your breath you know, because the breathing uh, will change. Uh, you know, it, it'll switch you from the, the sympathetic to the parasympathetic nervous system. It will give you something to focus on that's uh, you know, different from the external stimulation that's going on. So to me, even though that's emotion, you know, ears going in and out, but there's a, there's a level of stillness that comes with breath. So, you know, just, just breathing deeply and fully and slowly, just paying attention to the nature of the breath. And when I say nature, I mean, uh, you know, a quality, it's like, you know, not, you know, doing those kind of, you know, sucking for air, but just, you know, like a very smooth, deep inhale, very, you know, relaxed exhale out. Um, and just, you know, that to me is, that's, that's my, my go-to. <laughs> for for pretty much everything because it's like okay i would say 
generously 80% of the problems anybody is dealing with, if not more, can be fixed just by focusing on the breath, just by you know becoming aware of your breath, coordinating your breath, uh, allowing that to start to you know reduce the, the release of those uh, stress hormones in your body, and just get you grounded. So once you're grounded, that becomes your stillness, that becomes your stability, and then whatever's going on outside of you, you feel like you're you're stable as opposed to being battered by. Uh, the experiences mm-hmm. that, are, that are happening. Yeah, so the breath is a major contributor. I agree with you. I think that's one of the best tactics that anybody can do. So if you feel like you're moving into a state of being upset, take a deep breath or two or ten, whatever it takes for you to ensure that you don't reach that state. Uh, do your best. Find something that will ground you. So I know some people will try to plant their feet flat on the ground rather than sit in some awkward position that's going to contort them and make them even more uncomfortable. So position yourself into a state that you know that you will feel connected to the ground underneath you, and then you can take a few deep breaths, and then definitely from the abdomen, not from way up in the chest. So the the lung system itself is constantly pressing against the heart because that's where the organs reside and every time you take a breath if I ask everyone who's listening to breathe really fast for 60 seconds I imagine your heart rate is also going to increase why because we need more oxygen Uh, it's also putting pressure directly on the organ but the moment you slow down your breathing your heart rate can slow down as well just by taking a few deep breaths so if that's the case more oxygen can reach your brain and you have more control at least physiologically and then that can be uh, transferred over into the mental and emotional realm if you will so by just taking a few breaths that's all it really that's all we really need in a moment to sort of relax and especially if you're doing push hands one of the things that we need to do when you notice a student getting tight you tell them okay okay relax let's reposition you take a deep breath and even that deep breath just helps them to calm down and regain their root, if you will. And I think the breathing is just a, a major thing that many people overlook. Oh yeah, I mean, it's so simple. Yeah. It has such a profound effect on the body. And the thing is, it's it's something we do naturally, and that's what always amazes me. Right. That, uh, you know, people when you when you teach them things like that or tell them things, they're like, oh man, it's like some crazy, you know, Buddhist monk voodoo. Like, no, we we, we all do this. <laughs> You know, if you if you yeah. if you watch any, especially any high performer, you watch a, you know, you watch a, an athlete. You know, especially now that you know we have great TVs and high def and stuff like that. You know, if you watch mm-hmm. like uh, uh, a basketball players are really good example of this because you know this is something where you can see them as opposed you know, easier as opposed to like you know football where everybody's you know geared up. But you know, before they take a foul shot, you know, you'll see them go through the little routine. And before they release the ball, right. you can kind of see them take this this breath and shoot the ball, you know. And it that's that's a natural thing. Whenever we're trying to get ourselves focused, you know, it's like take a deep breath. Let's do this. Uh, you know, people before they give yeah, we use the phrase so often. Yeah, just take a deep breath. Yeah, and and there's so much scientific evidence to back it up. Now, you know, you know me. Um, I like scientific evidence because it's just, you know, it confirms something that I've known for a long time. Uh, but right. yeah, this has been a part of, uh, you know, the, the, 
the Chinese tradition, the, the, the Asian traditions, East, uh, Eastern traditions, whatever you want to call them. It's been part of actually all indigenous uh, healing and well-being and spiritual practices. It's the importance of breath because they understood that. They didn't need to have you know a 600-page research paper to tell them that. They knew it. They knew it from experience. Uh, but yeah, but exactly. now, but now we've got the proof to be able to say, yeah, this isn't, you know, this isn't some Kwai Chang Kane kind of stuff. This is, <laughs> you know, here's this Harvard report, right? Here's something from, you know, Cambridge. Here's something that shows how things like counting to 10 uh, before you, you know, if you get upset, counting to 10 before you respond will, will create uh, a different, uh, you know, a different result, you know, will help us to calm you down. It'll help you to be more productive, you know, less confrontational. There's just all kinds of research that backs all this up. But, you know, still, what do we do? We we just chuck it all out the window and we go back to that uh, more animalistic kind of, you know, going to the, the grr state and we want to hold our breath and we want to become tense um, and we want to hold everything in or we want to blow up and let everything out. And that's, again, where that, that stillness and, and motion and motion and stillness have to work together. You know, if you if you let it all out, not so good. If you hold it all in, not so good. It's understanding how much to release, how much to maintain. And that's going to give you the balance in your life so that you, you don't get either, you don't either explode or implode. Yeah, in in uh, Oriental medicine, we look at how qi moves, how your energy moves, and there's a certain distance that qi will travel with each breath that you take, and that will change depending on how quickly or, uh, or how slowly you breathe. So our treatments last a particular length of time, and that length of time is based on the person being relaxed and calm on the table and assuming their breathing is natural and their pulse is moving at a certain rate. If we cannot achieve that, then that's going to affect our treatment and the length of time that it requires for the patient to, well, quote unquote, feel better or heal themselves. The breathing is just a major aspect. So the breathing can be applied to stillness, but also in movement. So you train your breathing depending on what it is that you're practicing. Yoga, martial arts, baseball, basketball, any of these things, your breathing should be in alignment with what you're doing. And that's probably the most common question that we as instructors get is, when do I breathe during this movement? When do I breathe? When you practice yoga, there are certain positions or movements or transitions that you perform that you have to breathe. Inhale, exhale, they will give you the instructions. But when you practice on your own, when do you do that? We have to play a little bit inside of our minds with the situation and try to understand what works best in what situation. So stillness and motion should be based in how our bodies are moving, how we are in control of ourselves, how we are controlling our mind, and how our chi or our energy is flowing throughout our body. And that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like if you if you take like Tai Chi and um, Qigong or meditation. Okay? So a lot of people call Tai Chi meditation in motion. So um, there's a, one of my favorite concepts is the yi chi li idea. You know, the the intention, the yi that leads the chi, the energy to the li, to the muscle or to the action. Right. And that's like one of my favorite concepts. And 
when you think about that one, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell my students a lot of times, you know, that they're, they're, they're practicing like, you know, you have to focus your mind. So your mind has to be still, again, not meaning stuck or stopped. It just mm-hmm. needs to be, you know, a little more focused. Um, because if your mind is jumping from things to things, if you're thinking about the next movement before you've finished the current movement, or if you're thinking about, you know, did I leave my stove on or, you know, what I'm going to have for dinner tonight? If your mind is jumping from thing to thing, your body will never be able to move in a smooth and calm way because your intention is bouncing right. around. So your movement is going to bounce around. So to have that level of fluidity, the connectedness, your, your thoughts have to be very, very focused and still. flip side like when you're doing meditation if you're just doing a seated meditation because your body is not moving then that allows you to focus on the internal movements or to allow your thoughts to to go out and like right. one of my teachers says okay well you know you meditate and you want to let your mind go to the furthest reaches of the cosmos well that's a lot of traveling that's a lot of moving that's not still you know that is, that is yeah so, i don't know if i can get there <laughs> yeah yeah so uh but you know you when you're sitting still and you're not worried about your body moving, then it allows you to pay attention to the things that are moving. You know, so uh, it's not, and against the fallacy people have about meditation, like trying to hold on to a single thought uh, or not have thoughts. No, you, you, you're allowing your brain to process because you're constantly having thoughts. You're just choosing where you want to shine the spotlight um, and right. what you want to filter. So like in, in those kind of meditations, you're letting your, your awareness become bigger and broader uh, so that no one thing is, is particularly garnering your attention or pulling you out. Um, but the only way you can do that is through the stillness of the body. Because again, if the body is moving and you're trying to, to, to process your mind in that way, then you, you've got the, the uh, imbalance going on. So... Yeah, I, and I think so many people that's that's what they lose sight of it, when they're doing motion. They're just they're allowing their minds to be too scattered, and when they're doing still things, they're you know they're trying to focus their minds so much that they create that level of rigidity. And I think that's a that's definitely an important note for everyone out there who's listening. No matter what you practice, whether you do meditation, whether you do yoga, Pilates, Tai Chi, martial arts, sports, business, finance, uh, economics, anything, in whatever area of work you're trying to improve yourself uh, in in your skill set and develop more experience, the number one thing you can try to do and not try to do, take the word try out of there, the number one thing that you can do is to focus on developing the stillness and movement and the movement and stillness. And this concept is based in the most basic theory of oriental medicine and martial arts, which is the yin and yang. So it's not just some silly black and white symbol. There's a ton and and there's endless meaning that it can be found in whatever we apply it to. So take the advice that Jose just gave you. Take the advice that I'm giving you as well. Work on your breathing. Try to maintain your level of calm. And even in the moment where you need to have a little bit more motion, can you still have a calm mind, stay focused, whether it's an emergency or not? 
use these practices to help benefit your life because this is one part of the Kung Fu equation that matters. All of the stuff that we're saying matters, but I say that this one so far, this is a really prevalent one in our society that seems to be lacking uh, for a lot of people. So we urge you to take our advice and really push forward, uh, but stay still, stay calm at the same time. Jose, do you have any closing words? Words of wisdom? Words of wisdom from me. I know you do. I know you do. You want to have that last word in there, so no. go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, you, you just kind of summed it up right there. It's just, you know, search for search for that, that foundation, search for that stillness, for that calm in your activities, um, but, you know, not to the point where, you know, you find yourself stuck. And so that's, I mean, that, that's, that's about creating that balance, that Taiji dynamic. And that's you know, the, the thing that I know that I live by and, and that you live by as well. So that's what I just want to encourage people to do, find that balance. Right. You heard it from the master himself. So this is the end of this week's podcast, The Kung Fu Equation. We thank you all so much for listening. Practice stillness and movement, movement and stillness, and you'll get there. Don't worry. You're already there, but you're going to keep moving in that direction. So good luck to all of you. If you need us, you know where to find us. And don't forget, if you heard that sound in the middle of the podcast, send that timestamp to us on social media. Let us know when you heard it within 24 hours, yeah, and then we will bring you on to our show. Don't be still when you hear that act that's that's the time for movement that's right that's right all right thank you all for listening and we hope to hear from you don't forget to give us a shout out as well share our podcast give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on apple google spotify we're we're, we're still expanding and we will continue to expand because we think uh we think, you know, we got something to say, Jose, right? Uh, we got a lot to say. So. <laughs> we got lots to say. You know, I'm ready. I've, I've been doing this for a while. And I'm liking this. So we hope you like it too. So uh, have a great day, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. All righty. See y'all next time. Mm-hmm.